Mama Lucy. Like that. Now, you know, there are a lot of theories uh, floating around online as to what the show is. And I want to run a couple of by you. I know you can't confirm or deny, but I thought maybe we could get a read from you. Here's one Vision's tie is a clue. Now, let's zoom in on Vision's tie. There are two dots inside the rectangle that on was his my tie, theory. and then two dots on the outside. Jimmy and I guess the idea the is that your characters are trapped inside uh, something, and also on the outside, where you either can't get in or can't get out. Any of that ring a bell? The thing is, is all of all of these Easter eggs, even if they were real they would go way above my head. Oh, so I sure. <laughs> Welcome back to New Rockstars. WandaVision is one week away from launching the multiverse saga of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and we have some questions. We'll call them some big old WTFs. Well, not standing for anything profane, but rather, Wanda the f This is Inside Marvel, New Rockstars WandaVision After Show. I'm Eric Voss. Here with one of the truly smartest Marvel Comics nerds that I know, a Rogue Theory finalist from the past year, comedian from College Humor, and from our defunct sketch team slash theater company, we did a play. We did a play. Jessica Clemens. Um, we did do a play. We did do a play. Um, and everyone that's watching that didn't come see our play, I'm very disappointed in you. But yeah. thank you for having me on this. I'm so excited to talk Wanda Maximoff. And honestly, any kind of sorcery. And also, any type of hell. <laughs> yeah, any type of hell. A hell we may be trapped in at the moment. Um, but hey, oh, no. let's escape into some fictional hells for once, please. Uh, yeah, and I would really love this. <laughs> Jessica, I'm so glad that we could have you join us each week to do this because, uh, you know, we, uh, I grew up reading certain comics. I didn't necessarily grow up reading all the Marvel comics. I've since read House of M and uh, the West Coast Avengers and uh, the Tom King vision. Uh, but it's there's a lot of gaps in my knowledge, but I feel like talking with you, you have read so many of the other like uh, Secret Invasion, Secret Wars stuff that's come out recently. Uh, and you actually grew up reading that stuff and weren't like a later convert like I was. So I, I we have um, some similar but complementary expertise that's going to make yeah. uh, watching this series with us uh, really great for anyone watching right now. Absolutely. More or less, like I definitely did get into a lot of major, major ones when I got older. I definitely stuck with like the everything that everyone knew. Like I knew Batman and I was obsessed with Harley Quinn. I was obsessed with. Um, just like any DC really uh, when I was younger and a little bit of Marvel, it wasn't until I was older when I was like, I have the mental capacity now to add one and one together and know the <laughs> X-Men relate to this, that relate to that. Yeah. So it like, I definitely think we will definitely 
fill in each other's gaps, especially when it comes to WandaVision and the television kind of person, like yeah. where we're going to go into. Yeah. I, and that is like, I love Wanda Maximoff. I think she's my favorite Marvel's uh, superhero. Who knows? Um, might be a villain. <laughs> Uh-huh. I, I she's one of my favorite just because I love sorcery. I love her storyline because it's so crazy. And then to put it into this series that Disney's now making, where it's taking from every type of like television show that's been iconic in years past, is where like we're in entertainment. We watch these shows also just because we're like this is what my family watched. So yeah. it's it's hitting every nerve of my body of like, oh, I'm going to get this tattooed on me soon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, you know, I was definitely a child of TV land growing up watching mm. freaking, you know, Happy Days and I Love Lucy and Bewitched and being like, people like this stuff. And now I get the charm of it. I mean, I definitely grew up in the, you know, late 80s, early 90s watching the ABC house step-by-step family mm. matters you know i was a uh, an urkel stan <laughs> from oh, a young of age of course you were of, of course, course you was. were you are urkel go home uh. go home go home <laughs> but yeah now uh tgif is gonna be right here on new rock stars because every friday jessica and i are gonna be answering the biggest wtfs you had coming out of each episode of wandavision uh and then the following day as always i will do my custom shot by shot easter egg analysis of the settler details you missed those aren't going anywhere so uh, with both different formats we're gonna be fully covered throughout these nine episodes it turns out uh so very very excited uh before we dive into this preview for the season uh you all remember how on our last after show for the mandalorian we started these new collectible traditions of uh to celebrate whatever our latest obsession is at any given moment a way to wear our nerdum before hot topic has even heard of mephisto which is weird because Hot Topic definitely was founded in hell. Well, it is time to reveal our second issue of the latest Obsession line. Issue number one was all about our crazy indoctrination into the cult of Mandalore with our This Is Away shirt. And now that shirt is trapped back in the Blue Dungeon. It's sold out. But it is time for us to move on to something more mind what the wanda e uh because our latest obsession is the biggest mind of all wandavision and we made the shirt pretty dang extra crazy so first up the grand reveal of the new design meet latest obsession number two an unusual couple as you can see the design is based on the concept of vision's floating consciousness or dare i say robot soul being out there having some sort of electric dreams but how can we possibly know what he's dreaming of? Well, to get in the mind of a robot, you gotta get advanced. So ladies and gentlemen, to represent the complexity of the show and the idea that the truth is somewhere on the other side of the screen, this shirt comes to life through augmented reality. When you order it, you'll be given the ability to access through an app the secret world that Vision Soul is externally experiencing. Ooh, it looks so cool. But to see the full thing though, you got to order the shirt. So go! These things sell up pretty quickly, especially the sizes you want. So make sure not to wait too long. Oh, and as always, we will be taking shout outs with shirt orders and addressing those on this show each week. Hit up NewRockStarsMerch.com for all that. We will be here waiting for you when you get back. So with that out of the way, Jessica, let's catch ourselves up on how Wanda and Vision got here. Previously um, on WandaVision. Of course, Voss. So let's start, let's start and let's buckle up because this is going to be a wild ride for those that have not watched any of the last six movies. Uh, <laughs> Wanda and Vision have the weirdest backstory of all the events. They were introduced yeah. in Avengers Age of Ultron. 
Wanda was yeah. one of the two Maximoff twins, an enhanced individual, and Hydra experimented on her using the Mind Stone in Sokovia, activating sorcery powers. She's telepathic, capable of creating illusions in people's minds. She's telekinetic, allowing her to levitate objects and her own body, but mostly her powers have been red hand smoke. Yeah, what comics, is that? I'm... Just, whoa, <laughs> red hand smoke. I'm... Don't even start with me. <laughs> Don't even start with me. John, can you do effects? Um, <laughs> if not, I look crazy right now but <laughs> which is how elizabeth can, olsen feels doing these hand dances on sets I'm my sure. favorite is oh my gosh when dr strange does them anytime oh. i'm always like what does this look like before <laughs> <laughs> and i'm just like oh my god he is aggressive either way i'm obsessed <laughs> with her red hand smoke do not make fun of it uh <laughs> in the comic scarlet witch wanda maximoff is a mutant the daughter of magneto from a young age she was cursed by the demon kathon and uh, with chaos magic allowing her to warp the fabric of reality oh, yeah. uh, making her the coolest superhero I'm sorry, I will say it again. She is badass. Uh, <laughs> Vision was also introduced in Age of Ultron. He was an android made of vibranium-enriched synthetic flesh with the Mind Stone plugged into his head, intended to be the final form body for Ultron. But Tony Stark and Bruce Banner uploaded him with the OS of Jarvis, and then Thor woke him up gently with lightning. Um, <laughs> if you remember that scene, it was just a pleasant... It was, it was so sweet and dainty of Thor to wake him up with lightning. What an insane uh, uh, origin story. Like, I have to read it from a list of everything that went into making Vision. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, it speaks more to, like, Joss Whedon's writing in Age of Ultron, where it just seemed like he's just throwing everything against the wall and hopes some truly. logic comes out of it. I rewatched Age of Ultron over the winter break, and I first off, a if you haven't watched Age of Ultron since it's come out, please do. Um, yes. It is so fun to rewatch because yeah. Thor is so small, uh -huh. <laughs> so small, and his character just is so different than what he is now. Uh -huh. He completely is different. But for Vision's like origin and coming up into story, it was like I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna get too into Ultron. I. I liked it, though Ultron was very dependent on humanity, which, like, he shouldn't be. But yeah. that's, that's a fight for me and Joss Whedon. Well, and that's I what I hope WandaVision can kind of revisit some of that stuff and clear it up. Like, uh, Age of Ultron yeah. is, is, I think, underrated. It did a lot to build up the groundwork for what was so great about Infinity War and Endgame. But, like, yeah. as a movie, there's still a lot of huhs. But I think those huhs can be ohs after we watch WandaVision. They try going back to it, like, slightly. Every They're always like, oh, you remember this place? This planet uh -huh. that, like, or not this planet, this country that just, like, fell on the ground and exploded? And I'm like, yeah, we remember it, but can you talk about it? it more because like, <laughs> yeah, they only like to bring back that clip of it floating in the air yeah but either way i digress that's where vision brought was brought into the framework that's when we all saw him for the first time was like uh -huh. oh he's sexy um vision <laughs> vision is also insanely powerful he can fly move at super speeds phase shift through surfaces and fire energy beams from the infinity stone in his head he died in infinity war when thanos ripped the stone out of his head and he was one of the few avengers not to return an endgame his death was before the snap and permanent endgames ends with wanda still grieving over his death this was yeah. a part that i could not wrap my head around when i first saw the movie for some reason i was like no he would come back yeah no, he would come back and i it took me like a very long time to recognize no this was way before he did the snap Right, right. Uh, and like Spider-Man Far From Home made that official with their, you know, <laughs> their tribute video at the beginning of the movie. Vision was yeah. there. Uh, it was Shutterstock imagery. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Vision's gonzo, but now it's pretty exactly. gonzo how the hell he's back. Um, uh, and it seems like, you know, Wanda seems like 
still pretty bitter over that as she should be. She's also bitter over the fact that she lost her brother. She's lost so much. She's uh, lost a ton. Yeah, and I think and that's reasonably of loss so. Is, she's allowed to be this crazy, like this yeah. mad. She's allowed to be all of this. I'm yeah. like, yeah, goes with reason. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is why Kevin Feige has kind of said she's now going to be the strongest Avenger. She has the most to avenge. Uh, she has that anger in her heart. And uh, when Thanos was like, I don't even know who you are, she's like, you will. Uh, I think that was to all of us, you know, a promise that, like, you're going to find out how freaking crazy really? badass I can be. And this show seems to be showing us that. Um, Have we found out whether, because they did bring up momentarily that she might be a villain for the next. Yeah. And um, I would love, I love a villain. I love a villain. I'm though always that person that's rooting for the villains in movies. I'm always like, because we need them in order to make the movie. Do you think we might get that instead? Yeah. Do you think they might switch it up? Uh, in this show, it might be showing the origin story of a villain. Uh, we'll talk about that That's a little bit later with yeah, this whole okay, multiverse we'll saga. But, like, yeah, she's going back in Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. I think it's going to be as that movie's villain. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um, yes. So what's our, our first big WTF? Wanda the f***. <laughs> heading into this Wanda, WandaVision series. Uh, do you want me to say Wanda the f***? Every time I say Whatever it, it evolves into, that's what it should be. <laughs> Wanda, the f*** is going on in Wanda's sitcom reality? What is this show, Voss? Yeah, okay. So, yeah, let's start there. Well, here's what we know. <laughs> so, in WandaVision, Vision's back. Uh, or some form of him is. As uh, part of this pocket reality is what we're calling it right now. It's a bubble mm -hmm. that Wanda and Vision, all these other people, are contained within. Uh, and this bubble encases the town of Westview. Uh, and that's where Wanda and Vision are living in a series of sitcom-y home lives. So the reality toggles among a series of these sitcom tropes, uh, apparently based on classic sitcoms like I Love Lucy, Bewitched, and The Dick Van Dyke Show. In the clip we just watched at the beginning of the episode, um, Elizabeth Olsen said that they were borrowing from Bewitched and The Dick Van Dyke Show. Dick Van Dyke yeah. himself consulted on this show. Uh, obviously, there's some uh, references to The Brady Bunch, Family Ties, maybe Full House, which starred Elizabeth Olsen's sisters, the Olsen twins. Uh, Roseanne and a Modern Family, the latest big ABC sitcom where they she appears to be doing some talking head stuff in, in some of these trailers. Um, I think we, with yeah. with that being said, when they were talking about that in the trade or when they were talking about that in the video, and they said that um, Dick Van Dyke was like a consultant, basically. Do you think that means that like they're gonna stay on the Dick Van Dyke show for a very long episode? Because I thought they were gonna like kind of go through them very quickly, but then I was like. I doubt they talked to Roseanne's consultants for that no, long. No, So I was like... Yeah, I had a theory think... at one point that they were going to only touch him with ABC shows because it's oh, owned by Disney idea. and they have licensing yeah. rights to uh, all of Roseanne, Modern Family. Uh, a lot of these shows, all the TGIF shows were ABC. Not all the ones they referenced. Some of these were on like CBS. I think it's just going to be references. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think with Dick Van Dyke, the reason they consulted with him is he, back in the day, was, like, he understood the formula of, like, how this stuff works. How to get your performers oh, to do, like, live-action, multicam-type acting. How to play for laughs, but not in a way that feels too, like, cringy or annoying. Um, yeah, and true, one true. thing we learned from that Entertainment Weekly article, they shot this on a multicam set. All those scenes were shot in front of live studio audiences, and that's why they feature a lot of these uh, special effects and editing styles. Like, you can see Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany are playing to a crowd, which is new for all these Marvel actors to try to do. I would literally uh, sell 
my left leg to have been in that audience. That oh, that would have been great. Audience. Just to just to see it, just to see. That. I would have yeah. given them my entire sa- life savings to yeah. be in that room. Also, yeah. because I would have been like paying attention. I would have been like, okay, where's all these eggs at? I know yeah, they're yeah, in yeah. What's here. What's that wine but bottle saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, where's that house of M? Where's that bottle at? <laughs> like, I see it. I would absolutely would be. I would go crazy on it. Yeah. But also, yeah, I'm very. That's why I'm so into this freaking show. They did all that. They didn't have yeah. to do all that, but they did. They committed so hard. Uh, they did. And, but underneath all of this, Wanda is not apparently in full control of this pocket reality. Sometimes Wanda and Vision are in-character participants of the sitcom reality. Other times, you can see kind of in their eyes, the walls are crumbling. Literally, the walls are crumbling as they're realizing, oh, this is like an eternal sunshine reality. Uh, this is Inception. This is not real. Um, she and Vision are asked like how they got there. They have no idea. And then at one point, there's a voice from the outside that sounds like Jimmy Woo saying, Wanda, who is doing this to you? Which makes it sound like even outside observers know that Wanda herself isn't totally running the show. Uh, there was also the previous scene we watched at the beginning of this episode where there's, you know, they kind of laugh it off, but there is this creepy, violent bump in the night that is waking them up. What is that? Uh, Wanda and Vision don't know, so clearly there's mm-hmm. some stuff going on outside their control. I'm going to say right now, I'm going to drop the idea, and if this is right, I want everyone watching to give me $20. I think it's going to be someone that appeared in that universe that's not supposed to be in there, just like Monica, and they're just walking into the wall <laughs> of their home. Like, <laughs> kind of like repeat. the simulated oh. Rick and Morty reality of just yeah. the mailman. Like, my man. Oh, yeah. My man. Oh, my man. <laughs> It's the it's mom a glitch. man. <laughs> it's a it's a glitch in this matrix. It's just a black cat running into a mailbox over and over yeah, and over it's again. It's someone yeah. that is just like, I'm trying to get out, but I can't. And then is like <laughs> running into their front door a bunch of times. Oh, I would love that. I would love that. Well, all of this, all of Westview is being externally monitored by Sword. And this is where we start to connect to the MCU. So Sword is an offshoot of Shield in the Marvel comics. It stands for Sentient World Observation and Response Department. Normally, they're, like, headquartered in Earth's orbit, and they're focused on extraterrestrial threats. But in this case, it looks like S.W.O.R.D. is observing and responding to the sentient world of this Wanda pocket reality. So Jimmy Woo uh, from Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Darcy Lewis from the Thor movies, and Monica Rambeau, a grown-up from Captain Marvel, uh, they're all part of this version of S.W.O.R.D. And we are starting to see a bunch of S.W.O.R.D. Easter eggs in uh, trailer footage. So uh, there's that logo where it's a circle Mm -hmm. and the sword jutted up from it. It looks like some of S.W.O.R.D.'s forces are getting warped into and assimilated into this pocket reality when they get too close to it. So Monica Rambeau, she warps into a sitcom background character. In our recent video, I talked about she has this necklace that, you know, at at first glance, it kind of looked like an upside down cross, which I was like, Mephisto, Mephisto. But a lot of you uh, corrected me. Yeah, that is the sword logo, uh, which I'm bummed I I missed it because that sword logo shows up on this toy helicopter that Wanda finds that I think might be the outside life-size helicopter that just gets turned into a harmless toy. Um, and then uh, the sword logo shows up on the back of that beekeeper who climbs out of the sewer. So I think that could be another oh, sword agent yeah. who is infiltrating. And then it just he turns into a beekeeper when he comes into this reality. That same logo that's on the back of the beekeeper is the wallpaper for all the, the I think it was the movie theater that when they were riding their bike through, I saw that it was the, and I was Whoa. like, for some I didn't look it up. I should have looked it up. I was like, this is a symbol from Mephesto. I'm yeah. so deep in Mephesto that I refuse to acknowledge anything else that I was like, 
This what a good find, mode, Jessica. Uh, good spot there. Yeah, and um, and a lot of Marvel insiders know that on the back of that uh, pager that Nick Fury was paging Captain Marvel with at the post credit scene of Infinity War, uh, the prop mm-hmm. team released that on the back of it is the S.W.O.R.D. logo. Uh, so all of oh, this yeah. is connecting. Uh, and in fact, that might be where Nick Fury was in the post credit scene of Far From Home. He might have been on the peak. That's the S.W.O.R.D. space station. So a lot of people are asking about Catherine Hahn's character. She is playing Agnes, uh, who looks to be some kind of neighbor or friend of Wanda, who also seems to be uh, trapped in the bubble. She's warping up through the decades, uh, playing like a Kimmy Gibbler type character in the 80s one. Though a lot of thinking is that Agnes is a version of the character Agatha Harkness. So they take the Ag and the Ness and they got Ag- Agnes. Uh, Agatha Harkness in the comics is a witch who poses as a friend of Wanda, but is actually a servant of... Mephisto, which for me is where all this Mephisto theorizing starts. Mephisto, you only asked me to be on this show because you know I'm deep in Mephisto too. You're on <laughs> Team Mephisto. Mephisto stands. <laughs> only Mephisto stands are yep, yep, on yep, this yep, show yep. now. I cannot wait to just be proven wrong. <laughs> it's gonna be a nightmare, and I'm gonna be so upset. Yeah. I keep thinking about this. I keep thinking about this. I'm gonna be so mad. We'll if get into not- it a little bit later. Why I will be pissed if it's nightmare, yeah. but like, oh my god, if it is, I put my money on Mephisto. <laughs> So we're going to talk a lot about Mephisto, why I'm so obsessed with him, and how we hope he's the true antagonist of the series. But first, we want to thank some friends who helped us make this episode, our friends at Audible. Thank you to Audible for sponsoring this episode. Audible is, of course, the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, bestsellers and new releases, sci-fi, comedy, true crime, they got it all. With Audible membership, you can download titles and listen offline anytime, anywhere. The Audible app is free and can be installed on all smartphones and tablets. You can listen across devices without losing your spot. That's awesome. And now, Audible is giving members even more with the all-new Plus Catalog. All members have access to the growing Plus Catalog with thousands of audiobooks and podcasts, Audible Originals, guided fitness and meditation programs, sleep tracks for better rest, and more, all included with membership. Audible has a big collection of Marvel content that our fans would absolutely love, including Audible novelizations of all the MCU films and a bunch of great comic storylines like Planet Hulk and Secret Wars. They also have the great content you'd expect from authors like Stephen King, Margaret Atwood, and Tom Clancy. They've got great fitness and wellness content for folks looking to support those New Year's resolutions squeeze in a workout or a guided meditation without having to go to the gym or a class. Start exploring Audible with a free 30-day trial right now. Visit audible.com slash WandaVision or text WandaVision to 500-500 to start your free 30-day trial. That's audible.com slash WandaVision or text WandaVision to 500-500 to start your free 30-day trial. All right, Jessica, back to our next Wanda the f- Wanda the f- I'm here for it. Um, (laughs) Disney can never sponsor this. Wanda, Wanda the f***? Who's doing this to Wanda? And why? This is my 80s sitcom voice. I'm trying really hard. (laughs) Whoa! Uh, So, just as you know, our theory has been Mephisto. Uh, That is a name I brought up way too much during my investigations. It's going to make me sound a bit like a laughingstock. Mephisto is, of course, the devil figure from Marvel Comics. He is at Thanos' side during the Infinity Gauntlet event in the comics. Uh, We bring up Mephisto for this reason. He connects to Wanda in a very important way. In the West Coast Avengers comics in the 80s, Wanda and Vision go through an event that is almost exactly similar to what is happening in WandaVision now. Wanda has two babies, 
who are looked after by Agatha the witch, but we find out that those babies are puppet illusions. They're part of a, a pretty complicated plot, but at the end of the day, we find out that those babies are kind of parts of Mephisto's soul. And Mephisto's plan is to try to steal Wanda's chaos magic. Uh, but in the end, the babies are basically reabsorbed into Mephisto. Wanda's heartbroken. And then years and years later, Wanda tries to manifest them back to life in House of M. And later, we find out that those children are the reborn mutants Wiccan and Speed. So the theory is that this show, WandaVision, will kind of adapt all this. That uh, they'll make Mephisto the evil spirit that is haunting Wanda right now, using her powers to warp this reality in order to give her a happy home life with Vision, all designed to distract her as he drains her of her magic, and that this will lead to a kind of multiverse crisis with mutants existing in the MCU via magic. We'll talk about that. But we should acknowledge that there are other possibilities. Mephisto isn't the only demonic presence who could be doing this to Wanda. <laughs> like, there's Nightmare from the Dream Dimension, the rumored villain of Doctor Strange 2. Others say this could all just be coming from Wanda herself. Like, she has an inner darkness, and she just becomes the next major villain of the MCU, and you don't need Mephisto tell that story this is exactly what you summarize is why it has to be mephisto you're pulling so much from those series that you can't just change the main villain of it but i i will say i do understand okay i want it to be mephisto and understand that full and full like through and through i want it to be mephisto but in a world that it is nightmare <laughs> i understand how it could be nightmare because we're trying to see him in the next uh, Doctor Strange movie. And also, Nightmare is pretty badass. It's uh, Freddy Krueger. Uh, so I understand, yeah. well, Freddy Krueger came after, but you know what I mean. I yeah. think it's really cool. I think it's a great idea. And it also would bring this idea that maybe, maybe, I'm not going with the theory, but that Wanda is just like asleep. And this is her, unco yeah. like this is her, like her dream state is him controlling it. And she's in like some sort of coma, which realistically, like as a, she's not like a human, she's a mutant, but like, but like, what if she did, what if we got that in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that like she, instead of having this abrupt House of M situation of her bringing everything like to her own being, what if she was asleep? What if she was asleep? And this is like just a madness house. I yeah. know that'd be cheap, not cheap. It would be upsetting as a viewer to be like, this was all a dream, but then it that was would all give a reason dream. to why we'd have Nightmare. Yeah, it was all a dream. Yeah. Um, it would give reason to why we have Nightmare. And he is cool. And also we'd get Club Fear, which is honestly a sick title for a club. Yeah. And we'd get to see it. <laughs> now, a lot of people are shooting down the Mephisto theory because of China. So just to give you a bit of an explanation there, uh, the Chinese film board is pretty hands-on with censoring any content that is broadcast in China. And a lot of movies, uh, big Hollywood movies, have to be careful what kind of content they put in there. If there's any kind of like ghosts or demons, if there's anything that's critical of the Chinese government or mentions Tibet, the Chinese government would be like, we're not going to broadcast this movie in our very lucrative billion-person strong movie-watching market. The thing with, uh, and there was some talk that maybe that's what happened with Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, why Scott Derrickson as director had to step down because he really wanted, he, that guy's a horror director. He loves like demonic stuff. Yeah. But WandaVision is only on Disney Plus. Disney Plus is not in China. So that kind of frees up the creators of WandaVision to tell what other kind of story they want. And, okay. you know, a couple years from now, when Disney Plus does open in the Chinese market, they just don't have to show WandaVision or they, they can remove certain episodes and 
we're, we're all going to be moved on to uh, Ant-Man Quantumania at that point, you know? <laughs> That's true. Oh, okay. I never knew that, but that makes complete sense. It's The door is still oh, open okay. for this devil if, if they want to bring him in now. That's Okay, so that's a fi- that's a good argument. Not good enough for me not to have Mephesto in it. I'm like, yeah. please put him in. I yeah, get that. That's a great argument. Yeah. Uh, if they do, I want the, and I also just want the Mephesto one because I would love to see Wanda as the villain. That is, how are you going to top Thanos? Like, how are you going to do it? That's how, I think that's like what we all kept asking. That's what I kept asking myself. And to have a superhero that was fighting, that was inside on the Marvel team become the villain. That's yeah. a real thing. That's like, could you kill your own? Could yeah. you kill your own? Hell yeah. So I'm for it. I'm going to say it's Mephesto. I'll put, I keep betting in this. I don't know why, but I'll put my mom on it. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> if I lose, you guys can have my mother. Mephisto will take her soul if you're wrong. Oh, no, wait. Not the soul. Because he exists <laughs> in our world. Yeah. Oh, God. I didn't think this. through. the monkey's paw all over again. Yeah. I fall for this every time. All right. What's our next big question coming into this? Okay. Okay. Um, Wanda, the f- How is Vision back? And will he survive after the series? <laughs> will he survive after this series? Are we going to cry at the end of the series? <laughs> I think there will be some tears. I'm going to yeah. cry. I cry easily, though. I cry commercials. I'm that person. I'm going to cry at the end of this movie, of this series. I know I am. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, an explanation I really like is that Vision could be part of the same logic that anything that gets too close to this pocket reality gets assimilated into it and reframed into something Wanda wants. So, like, okay? the helicopter gets turned into a toy, a harmless toy. Vision's corpse could have been brought into or near this pocket reality. They throw and then his corpse in there? Her her magic warps him back to life in her eyes. They throw his corpse. They kind of drag it in there. Or, or, or maybe, uh, like, Agnes procured the corpse for her. Agnes dug okay. up this corpse. And then she's like, let's do a weird seance thing. And then it works. And she gets trapped in there too, right? Okay. Uh, this is or, the stuff I feed off of. I love this. Or like uh, Agnes brings in Wanda into wherever Vision's corpse is kept in some like weird, you know, shield lab or something like that. And she's like, I have this dark hold. I have a spell that can bring him back. And then she's like, all right, let's try it. Let's try it. Let's try it. And then like a whole Westview town grows out from there. I love those. This it's funny because I and I I recognize now being on the show. I'm like Jessica, you stick so hard to your theory, it gets warped, and you believe that it's how the show's gonna go. Pretty much. And yeah. so I'm like, you're wrong. I'm right. Um, <laughs> and we might talk about this later. So feel free to I guess edit this out, John. If I do, if we are talking about this later. So how I potentially thought Vision was coming back for a slight second. What I was noticing was with all the jewelry, everyone's jewelry pieces, right? So if Mephisto is. Oh wait, is my internet? Are you still no, there? You're good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were so still. You were oh, dead sorry. still. I thought I cut out. <laughs> Keep yeah, going, I'm gonna sorry. throw your body into. The- <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. throw your body, your corpse into there. Have fun. Uh, but <laughs> so the jewelry. If Mephisto is living in it, I did notice with Monica's. It was white silver when she was like, "What's up? What's going on?" And then when she came to and was like, "I don't know," it was turning blue. And then uh, when she got shot through the space, we didn't see it at all. Um, and so I was like, okay, let's hold on to this jewelry bit. And then when Agatha was had her jewelry on, that little symbol, I don't know if it was in her dress or you just couldn't see it, but I couldn't see it when she was dressed up as a witch. So when she was like, she did that line of, are you, am I dead? No, why would you say that? Because you are. It could be coming from the actual, actual Agatha because oh, yeah. she didn't have that pendant on yet. So I was like, I think Mephisto can only control people when they have that pendant on. And then I was like, 
what if she's making up vision? What if she's making up vision her entire self? That's why he can't leave the orb. But then also on top of that, he's just as confused at the exact same pieces that Wanda is like the exact same stuff. It's not like stuff that's just like, yeah, why would he know that? It's the exact every time she has an answer. He has an answer. Every time she's confused on a specific fact, he's also confused on that specific fact. So I'm like, what if this is just made by her? Vision is just her, and that's why he knows just as much as Wanda knows. And when Wanda's like, this is our home, we have to protect it, he's like, yes, we have to protect it. He's always like, yes, and, yes, and. And I'm like, this is because she created him. Yeah, he's he's kind of her imaginary friend, right? Yeah, it's her imaginary friend. And that's why I think I'm going to cry at the end, because she can't take him out of that world, and she's going to recognize that. And that's when I'm going to be like, this is how I cry. I'm (laughs) I'm just going (laughs) to Uh, I cry like Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, and so <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I like that take, right? Like she's in a dollhouse of her own making, and in order to yes. come back to reality, she has to leave all of her little dollies behind. But that's when we might get into her being a villain because she's like, "I'm gonna go." Oh, man, I don't have my dollies anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I think this is mine. That's why I think Vision's not gonna. I don't think Vision can survive this series. This yeah. is part of her oh. learning to. Uh, kind of let go of vision, but on the other side of it, rather than peace and stability, she's rage filled. Either way, it's going to be messy. I don't think Vision's going to be in another thing. He's not going to survive. To play devil's advocate, also Paul Bettany has brought up tons of times how he re- he was like, I was happy when I was just a voice. Now right. I have to come on the set and dress up completely yeah. in this outfit. At least so sometimes he like, gets oh, to just uh, wear his normal face and they do his hair differently. He's like, okay, I'll do it if half the time I don't have to wear the red makeup. Yeah, if I don't have to be in costume for eight hours. He yeah. definitely, I was like, be happy. You got away with it in WandaVision. You are rarely in your out, like in Vision outfit. Yeah. All right. What's the next uh, question? Wanda the f- Will WandaVision return to Wanda's origin and feature Quicksilver? That's a good question. That's yeah, a good question. It's a good one. And uh, we theorized this before some of the recent trailers, but yeah, now trailer footage is straight up showing Wanda in her inmate garb when she was a test patient at that Hydra facility in Sokovia in Age of Ultron. And we, we see her gazing at the Mind Stone. We know it's a Mind Stone because it's yellow, but it also had that weird blue casing from when it was in the Scepter before Marvel decided to just make it the yellow Mind Stone. But <laughs> the, uh, there's another shot that shows the whole external facade of that base on her dining room wall as the house is warping around her uh and so from all this we know that there's gonna be some kind of flashback uh, some memory of wanda's origin and hopefully that'll better explain how the mind stone activated her powers and whether she was already born with certain genetic predispositions mm. uh, a mutant x gene now that disney's allowed to say the word mutant <laughs> legally <laughs> legally explain why she and pietro were successful test subjects uh which brings us to quicksilver Pietro mm-hmm. was there at the time, but there's been no uh, rumors of Aaron Taylor Johnston appearing on the show, though we have heard that Evan Peters, which is interesting casting because he played Quicksilver in the Fox X-Men movies, is going to play some mystery role. Could be Quicksilver, could be Mephisto. I pitched in my Rogue Theory that I think Mephisto will be the face of Quick, or will be the face of Quicksilver, which will be Evan Peters. And I was like, I think Evan Peters will be a Mephisto, but in that like psychological world of like, he's trying to mess with her more. Right. Here's your brother. Um, But then they do do that flashback. I saw it in the trailer and I was like, okay, so are we getting that Quicksilver? Right. Aaron Taylor Johnson. It'd be a huge reveal uh, because he's a pretty big name. And a lot of these scoopers are pretty on these casting reports, on the travel schedules, on the social media. So it would have been a pretty well-kept secret if he does show up on this show. Uh, or maybe it's just like archive footage from when they shot those scenes in Age of Ultron and post-credits scene for Captain America. I think America, it is, Winter just Soldier. to be like, remember yeah. this? Yeah. 
Uh, but where she started. If you could get anyone to play Mephisto, why do you choose the guy who played Quicksilver in another movie universe? It seems deliberate, That's... doesn't it? Well, yeah, exactly. It's too deliberate. It's too yeah. deliberate. They that is. To the, every single person in that room, even me that'd be serving waters would be like, that's not a good idea unless you're trying to make something of this idea. Like, right. and so I'm sure that has to, that's why I thought my theory, I was like, it has to be something like that. Like, why would you bring him in that world? <laughs> Evan yeah. Peters. Yeah. So uh, our next question. Our Let's next, next. Yeah. Uh, what is House of M and how could mm. WandaVision establish the X-Men in the MCU? Uh, Jessica and I both are familiar with House of M, but for anyone who's not familiar with it, why is it keep coming up? House of M is basically the best and most famous Scarlet Witch storyline in Marvel Comics. If you're going to do a Wanda story on uh, film or TV, you do House of M. Uh, it's so cool. House of M begins with Wanda kind of chaotically resetting reality to try to invoke uh, a life with her children that she uh, that were taken from her, uh, but it just gets too out of control, too chaotic. So the Avengers and the X Men have a very very serious meeting where they're like, "So we're gonna kill her? <laughs> we're gonna end her life?" Uh, <laughs> That's what we're gonna get in the next the next movie. So we're gonna yeah. kill Wanda. We're her friend, but like also she's kind of going, she's doing something. She's going nuts. Uh, but so Pietro uh, Quicksilver is like, uh, "Hell no!" And he intervenes. He goes to Magneto, and then suddenly everything flashes white, and then reality is reset. So that mutants, not no longer second-class citizens, they are now running society. The House of M, uh, standing for House of Magus, uh, it's Magneto's name. He is now kind of like uh, the ruler of this reality. Wolverine, that uh, always really healing, uh, cool dude, is the only one who remembers how things used to be. So he is now on this mission trying to awaken each superhero in whatever new life they're in to be like, hey, this is wrong, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it ends up in a big fight. And then Wanda basically in the middle of this fight whispers the famous words, no more mutants. And then uh, reality is restored back to normal, except the vast majority of mutants have been erased from existence. One of the craziest things to happen in all of Marvel Comics. Uh, so we're thinking we might see a, uh, version of that now in the MCU, but like a reversal. So that Wanda might just say, no, more mutants, you know, no, got more mutants, like the Lionel no, Hutz bit. more mutants. <laughs> that would be cool. What if, okay, as you read that out loud, I was just like, what if, which would be insane, I guess everything's insane about this series, if we are doing the timeline where... She opens the multiverse, basically, everyone, and then we get all our movies enter, entering the multiverse, but at the end of the multiverse, or not the end of the multiverse, the end of the WandaVision series, that's when she does the No More Mutants, like, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, if, if and it builds up to it, yeah. Yeah, and now you have to be like, now I gotta go watch Doctor Strange, I have to watch the new Spider-Man, oh, I have yeah. to watch the new, all just because at the end of this series, she's gonna be like, No More Mutants. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You see, what I think is, uh, and we'll get into this in, in a little bit, um, I don't know if WandaVision as a series will be the story of House of M, but I think everything that comes after will be the story of House of M. That might mm -hmm. be what the multiverse saga is. It's basically House of M blowing open the multiverse to lots of different realities, parallel timelines. We know House of M is important to Marvel Studios. The Infinity War and Endgame screenwriters said that they actually wanted to try to work in House of M to one of those movies, that, but those were obviously way too big of movies. They didn't have of room to fit it in but marvel studios it's it's on their wish list of things to adapt so it's going to show up somewhere in this multiverse saga 
Uh, and also, there's the wine bottle we were talking about. The uh, It has the label saying Maison du Mépris, which uh, uh, it has an M as the logo. Uh, Mépris, uh, tra- it translates okay. to like House of Misery. Really, it's House of Contempt. But that M, a lot of people see this as like a House of M. I love House of M. If you are watching this and you haven't read House of M, try to find it. It's probably hard to find now <laughs> that WandaVision's coming out. And it's kind of pricey, but it's worth the read. It's hard because... The Marvel Universe has already taken Pietro out. And so it's like, okay, so we can't do like too much House of M, but we can give a little bit. And I want so badly for all of it. I would love, because we'd get like all these different universes, all these different madnesses. When she kills all the mutants, she has like, she starts jumping from planet to planet, making her own life. So it's like, which is kind of WandaVision the series. That's what they're essentially doing. It's like different episodes, different realities. But she was going, like, planet to planet. So, like, if we could get that, that would be pretty cool. That's why I think, uh, because House of M is so bonkers, and the way they're doing WandaVision seems to be pretty grounded in sitcom tropes, I think it's just going to be, like, the overture, the precursor to House of M, and then the crazy, crazy stuff will be in these titles that come out in Phase 4 afterwards. Which brings us to our our last uh, Wanda the this whole idea of the multiverse saga. Uh, Why are they calling WandaVision the start of the multiverse saga? What does that mean? So... This is kind of our big question going forward. I think it's pretty clear that WandaVision is linked to these other MCU Phase 4 titles. Kind of a three, four, or five part event that is going to feature the multiverse as a backdrop. Uh, we know Wanda returns in Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. We know that movie is going to be preceded as by Spider-Man 3 where Doctor Strange is going to be in it. And some kind of Spider-Verse plot that Sam Raimi, director of Doctor Strange 2, is clearly consulting on. Also during this, we know we're getting Loki, which is going to deal with the TVA, alternate timelines. Uh, we also know we're getting the animated What If series with Jeffrey Wright as the Watcher the Watcher, our guide through the multiverse. So in the way that like phases one through three are now being redubbed by Marvel Studios as the Infinity Saga, I think rather than stick to the wording of phase four, they're going to just start calling it the Multiverse Saga. That and, makes sense. Yeah, all of these upcoming titles, it's it's going to either acknowledge the existence of the multiverse in some way, Either they're going to be stories about how these worlds connect with each other, or they're going to be stories about how this is a side Elseworld story. And that's how we're going to get different genres. That's how we're going to get Blade. That's how we're going to get the Kung Fu movie of Shang-Chi. Maybe that's how we're going to get the Eternals. Uh, These things that just feel like they're in a different world than something of like what Iron Man 2 was set in, you know, or that Black Widow was set in. These could all just be Elseworlds. Uh, but it also gives us the opportunity to bring in Miles Morales, uh, Captain Britain, alternate Sorcerer Supreme. You know, uh, all this could start next week with WandaVision. It's going to be very fun. I agree. I truly, the multiverse saga just seems like it's also, it, which I think you already t- talked in or tapped into, which is the fact of like, yeah, we had these phases and now we have the multiverse saga that's like here on their own. And then once this is done, which is going to take 10 years, <laughs> we'll yeah. come back out with like, then we'll get back into the like not phases, but like a different variety. It's like the multiverse saga is here for us to like get really into because you can't get into Marvel without getting into it. It's a huge world. I just need to know when we're getting into Eternal. Yeah. Have they? Uh, I need that, to do this. I need to look yeah. into it more. I'm very behind on the Eternals, not in general, but just like when they're going to drop because then they push right. it again. Maybe, hopefully uh, we'll get a trailer for that soon. Because that's like... Oh, I need it. All right, we're going to close out this episode and hopefully every episode with a segment that we are going to call What the Devil? 
Uh, so, as I've stated, we've bet pretty hard on this theory that Mephisto is going to be the secret big bad of the series. Uh, the devil pulling all the strings. Actually, to the point, Jessica, and I don't know if you know this, but people are now making fun of me in the comments of yeah. every uh, video and tweet that I post that have nothing to do with WandaVision or <laughs> Mephisto. They're like, oh, here comes Eric talking about Mephisto again. Which is fine. I get it. You're going to be it, eaten alive after this drops. And it's I know. <laughs> so what we're going to do here and what the devil, we're going to quickly just run down some possible Mephisto sightings or, or possible sightings to keep your eye on to make some predictions of where he could show up next. So the devil is everywhere. He takes many forms. Uh, the devil is other people. And so just to remind you of some things oh, to keep your eye God. on, some trouble spots, some red flags. First, what the devil? Um, Wanda's imaginary babies. Just the, reminding you that in this West Coast Avengers storyline, the fact that Wanda has these babies feels like it is part of that same Mephisto trick from those comics. So uh, they come from somewhere. Vision cannot procreate because he's an android. He does kind of have a purple flesh dick that <laughs> Bettany has talked about. But those babies came from somewhere. They seem to be coming from some external place. And I think that could be Mephisto. Mm. Next, uh, there's Agnes and her pendant, which we talked about before. Um, if if Agnes is Agatha Harkness, uh, Mephisto is what follows, right? Because Agatha serves yeah. Mephisto. They're kind of a package deal. Agnes is dressed as a witch in the Halloween episode. Seems to be going in that direction. And then she has this pendant that you talked about. Then, yeah, that pendant could be linked to Mephisto's control or presence. I concur. Then there's this mysterious shadow figure in the wall of Westview uh, in the static. This looks kind of creepy. Could be Mephisto. <laughs> okay, I saw that. I saw when you brought that up, and I was uh -huh. like, okay, <laughs> this could be anyone. <laughs> it could be anyone. Oh, but why not Mephisto, Jessica? Why For not Mephisto? For a minute, I was like, okay, it could be Nightmare too. And then I was also like, what if it's just uh, Darcy Lewis and her jacket going in the world? <laughs> Absolutely. Could be a milkman. Uh, yeah. It could just be a paper if, boy. Evening uh, TV. <laughs> it could just be a bike, but who knows? I, yeah. Maybe it's just me. But uh, we should acknowledge our fourth, maybe devil, sighting. Uh, Mephisto exists elsewhere in the MCU, right? So uh, there was that uh, barely legible mention of Mephisto on paperwork in the first Avengers movie. So he's there. Uh, but also in the recent Loki trailer, there was a stained glass depiction of a red demonic figure that is probably going to be Mephisto. So if these two series are linked, uh, we're going to look back on that and be like, oh, we, we were given a clue. I'm just saying, Jessica, I want all of us to be on the lookout for anything satanic or demonic in nature. If there are okay. any creepy voices from okay. the beyond, any kind of like, um, uh, what's it called? The creepy shadow king from Legion, you know, any kind of creepy demonic entity. You're like, I get the first two. I'm... Not that with you on the last two, but I get, hey, hey, go on. It's go on. The shadow figure could have been anybody. You're right. <laughs> no, we, I have to class. mention it just so that we can check in on this next okay. week. I want to keep myself honest as much as I can. <laughs> if it turns out to be him, then I'll be like, oh, shit. But if it's yeah. him and someone else's body, it doesn't count. I think it counts. No, because think... watch him like take over Monica and come through there and you're like, Okay, well, agree to disagree. I don't think it if, is. If, if a devil takes over your soul, it's still the devil. <laughs> it's still, what the devil? That's what, what she says. Devil. That's what Darcy Lewis says as soon as it comes out. What oh, the I devil? So. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> well, I think we've exhausted all the big questions going into this series. Really, all that's left now is 
to watch the first episode coming out a week from today. I cannot wait to dive Ooh. into this with you, Jessica. It's going to be real fun. I'm, um, you're going to get so much of me. I'm going to cry on the last episode, and I will cry <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> cry together. Um, and that is it for this first preview episode of Inside Marvel. Uh, we are going to be back next week to break down the biggest WTFs from the series premiere and all possible Mephisto sightings. Thank you to Jessica joining me. Be sure to follow Jessica uh, at Lulu Clemens on all social media uh and follow me at ea boss follow new rock stars check out our great merch options at newrockstarsmerch.com jump on that latest obsession one because it looks so cool uh and we'll we'll include your shout outs on on next week's episode uh and we will see you next time uh we're gonna close with our favorite moment from uh from the trailers move from where married when damn it why why yeah.